0: Sunday Roast. How's it going guys? How the hell are you? How are your hearts? And of course, how are your heads? Guys, what's going on? Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you're doing all right. I hope you've had a good weekend. I've had a bad weekend, but I'm going to tell you about my weekend. Prior to that, please consider subscribing to the Patreon, patreon patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. We're doing a bonus show every week. When I say we, I mean me. I've got a very exciting interview planned, okay? I can't say much about it other than I'm trying to interview the foot guy. Can you imagine? I feel like this could be my, like, attempt to be Louis Ther- Like, this is my Louis Theroux moment. I'm going to interview my foot stalker pervert guy. Uh, I'm going to try and disguise his voice like, you know, the way they do in those movies. And uh, sort of like recreations of crimes and stuff and documentaries. I'm going to try and interview the foot guy. And it's going to be on the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. Foot guy, if you're listening, which you are, please get back to me. We're going to make this happen. It's going to be completely anonymous. This is not about being ridiculed. This is simply about exploring the idea of somebody having a foot fetish and living a double life. I want to know when it happened. I want to know at what time you first saw a foot and thought, Ufft, that's really hot. Do you know what I mean? Big questions. Huge questions. The foot guy will hopefully be making an appearance on the Patreon very soon. I may have to pay him in feet pics. That's the price I'm willing to pay. Um... Patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. Please consider following me on Instagram as well at Megan Mark. Now, just before we get into uh, the sort of roast of today, I want to do just a, I was thinking about this after last week's show and we were talking about, um, you know, those, was it last week's show or the week before when we were talking about, um, those markets and stuff. Somebody draws uh, brought something to my attention, which is very, very valid. Um, I've noticed a trend of people getting really obviously into spirituality in their sort of late twenties and stuff. But you know, uh, in these in these Christmas markets and just sort of any type of regular weekend market, you've got these people selling like crystals and rocks. When did this become a thing? To be interested in crystals and rocks, and for that to be a personality trait, you know. And how many times have you been to Ibiza, you know, and how much mushrooms have you done? How much ketamine have you consumed since Tuesday that you think that there is something otherworldly attached to these rocks? I actually did some investigating this week and I went in somewhere and I'm not going to name and shame because look, each to their own. And if you can find uh, a way and an avenue of living a divine life via stones, fair play to you. But you can't, can you? You can't. Like, I went into this place and um, I, I just was trying to chat to the person, a.k.a. spoofer behind the uh, the till about these rocks. And she said, yeah, no, uh, you can actually do a lot with these, you know. sort of, they're really good at just energies, right? And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you can communicate with the, with the dead. And so, sorry? Well, yeah, lots of people use these stones to sort of, as part of like, you know, if they're doing a seance of some sort, they'll use the spiritual rocks to communicate. If I can summon the centuries of the past, right, or at the very least, I don't know, my granddad, why are they only four fifty? Why are they only €4.50 and right beneath the, the till here? Why is your whole business not built around these spiritual fucking stones? If I can literally summon the spirits from the afterlife, why are they hidden in a wicker basket just beneath the till for four fifty? Do they get blessed, by the way? What's the, where does the spirituality come into these stones? Are you blessing them? No. Grand. Well, at least with religion, I can understand, you know, I would say with Catholicism, people saying that they believe in the consecration, which is when the, the water and wine in mass is becoming blessed, and that's the body and blood of Jesus Christ. I can understand that because they've got the priest who they believe has the power to bless them and convert, you know, I understand that as far as a belief is concerned. But you're not even getting these rocks blessed. So where are you, you're ordering them online from some sort of, I suppose, rock factory, you know. And then, this is, and I can apparently, so, like, communicate with the dead via rocks. This is madness. €4.50. It would cost more with Vodafone to call a landline in Portugal than it would to contact the dead via these pink stones purchased in a gazebo at a Christmas market. And also, why do you have the Thailand elephant pants out the front, hot, blocking up the entrance if you can literally communicate with the dead via these rocks? It's madness. It is absolute madness. Yeah, well, you just got to ask yourself the big questions. I don't know what that means. She actually said that to me. You've got to ask yourself the big questions. I don't know what that means. Here's some actual big questions. Why do beds and duvets and movies always look so much more comfortable than the ones in real life? That's a big question. Why do you sometimes see somebody you know on a crowded street, but realise it wasn't them at all, only to actually bump into that person about ten minutes later? That's a big question. Why do people fucking listen to George Ezra? That's a big question. Why does the left side of my body feel mum? Why do my speech burn? Why does everything smell like burnt toast? That's a big question. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) And another thing actually that these guys sell dream weavers or dream catchers or whatever you know those cylind- those circular spider web looking um native american cultural appropriation style what the hell are those about if dream re- dr- what are they called are they called dream weavers or dream catchers I don't know, but you know the ones. They're like, they were very much every, like next to the sort of bang on the door paraphernalia, the Jacqueline Wilson novels, they were on the sort of doorknob of every single teenage girl, like prepubescent teen. I was a teen, I was also of the same age back then, so relax. But like as in, they were on the door handle of every sort of 90s girl's bedroom, but now they're on the door handle of every NCAD student's bedroom, or every person in their mid 30s. You know these dream catchers they have? This doesn't work. <laughs> This doesn't work at all. And even if it did, why would you want, I don't understand that. They catch your dreams. What, what is going on here? I'm not trying to be closed minded. And I understand that as you get older in life, everybody moves a little bit more to the center, whether you're out in the left or out in the right. You know, generally that seems to happen, but please explain to me what you're doing selling these dream catchers. And please explain to me, by the way, why you have them in different sizes? Why are they, why do you have big ones and small ones? Are the big ones only for huge dreams of like financial freedom, true love? You know what I mean? What are, the, what are those dream catchers? And then the small ones are what? I hope I don't get a root canal next Friday. I hope, you know, my wisdom teeth don't come in. You know, I hope something more tooth related doesn't happen. You know, what the hell are you doing selling different sizes of these dream weavers slash catchers? This is such spoofology. I'll have two, please. Thank you. Oh, jeez, how's it going, man? How are you? Yeah, yeah, look, I'm all right. Uh, I actually had a real bad dream last night. Did you? No, I didn't, actually why is that? Well, because I bought a dream catcher. Did you? What's that? You know those dream catchers. I bought it in Asha Boutique in the St. Stephen's Green Shopping Centre. What? That sounds mental. Yes, it is mental. It is mental that I bought this piece of cotton, by the way, in a shop which usually specialises in slipknot hoodies and hash pipes, that they managed to sell me something that was enough to interrupt the neurological phenomenon, which is a dream, and I was able to no longer have bad dreams. Wow, that sounds absolutely insane. I'm assuming I'm assuming something like that must have cost you several thousand euro, considering it's literally interrupting the movement or whatever goes on in your brain. No, it was only seven euro, and I got sold it by a lad who smelt like body odor and looks like he pays for porn. Wow. Any other crack? No. My mum's got alopecia. Okay, it's good to catch you up anyway. See you soon. Anyway, so I was thinking of getting a dog last week. Right. Um. And, yeah, look, just to I'll tell you the truth, I didn't end up getting the dog, right? Uh, I didn't end up getting the dog. I got a haircut and said, all is well with the world. But if you're ever interested in finding out what your family and close friends think about you, but I mean really think about you, tell them that you're thinking of getting a dog. It's like a skeleton key that unlocks dormant truths about you that you never even knew existed. Like, I mean, if you ever want people to know, you know, to tell you the truth about you, don't ask people straight up. That's absurd. It would never work. You can't just ask somebody to tell you how they really feel and expect them to be honest. That's ludicrous. No, no, no. Tell them that you're thinking of getting a dog. Then that, my friends, will trigger an onslaught and a character assassination fitting for fucking Nuremberg. I told my family and friends the last week that I was thinking of getting a dog. And... I swear to God, all hell broke loose. I was receiving phone calls every minute. Listen, I just spoke to Susan. She was telling me, you know, don't do anything crazy. I swear to God, it was absolutely mental. I was thinking of getting a dog, so I cut, anyway, enough people dissuaded me. They started listing off these reasons for why I shouldn't get a dog. Well, you can't, you can barely look after yourself. You know, this is no, this is ridiculous now, Mark. Get a grip. You need to stop now. I mean, of all the situations and trials and tribulations I've ended up in in my life, this was the one that caused the most, uh, the closest thing to an intervention, which is bizarre. Anyway, they managed to persuade me not to get one. They're like, this is ridiculous. This is just, you know, you only, you only want it now. You know, this is a long-term decision and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, Grant. As I said, I went to get a haircut anyway. I forgot about it a day later. No need. But also, I do feel like there's an element with dog buying and just the whole thing. around. There's a weird reverence now surrounding dogs that has crept into society, which I'm not really a fan of. A dog is a dog. Yes, it's a long-term decision. But as long as you have some of your wits about you, you can manage to look after a dog. Like, it's not this... I know some friends of mine, not to name any names, Charlie, but, like, he got a dog recently, and he was talking about setting his alarm clock on his phone every two hours to to get up in the middle of the night to try and help the dog get you... This is madness. As long as you can feed the dog, give it a roof, you know, provide it with warmth, obviously love and care. I think that's fine. You don't need to do more. Obviously, you know... Anyway, I'm not getting a dog. But, on the subject of dogs... I went out to my mother's house uh, yesterday morning. Okay, and she warned me. Now I said I was going to go down to the shops, and she like pulled me aside before I went down to the shops uh, to be like, "Listen, just um, just be careful now." And I was like, "Why? Wh- why do I need to be careful?" She well, we just walked up myself and myself, um, We walked down to the shops earlier now, and there's a lot of dogs' business on the uh, on the road. I was like, "Okay, like you know, that's." That's fine. I'll be careful. Well, I'm just warning you now. Yeah, but you're warning me with the same sense of urgency and quiet fear that you would if there was, I don't know, like a grizzly bear or a rapist doing laps of the neighbourhood or even worse, someone from the Hanley Centre. Just watch where you're going now. Um, and especially at night, walk with a friend if you can, uh, steer clear of areas that are dimly lit. Mum, you're talking about shit, literally, like. I'm also, like, I'm not wandering the streets barefoot, staring at the sky. That was a one-off, you know. Relax, I'm going to be fine. Nevertheless, I stood in the dog shit twice, literally twice, and I can attest to that, I can prove that with photos that I have on my phone of the dog shit on my shoes. But I swear to God, I then came back to the house and told her, I was like, yeah, look, I ended up getting done twice. Oh, you were just asking for it. Sure, what were you thinking, going out dressed like that? You know, you were asking for it. What did you think was going to happen? Interesting how those questions are very... No, no, too political, but like, do you know what I mean? to was some sort of footpath. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> no, I can't say that Anyway There's absolute panic That happened when I came back to the gaff With shit on my shoe Now don't go near your room Don't go near your bedroom Okay, like I don't, why would I? I never, I never usually jump into bed fully clad with my shoes on. Do you know what I mean? Everything's going to be fine. And your sister's wedding dress is up in the back in the in the spare room, so don't go near there. I'm not going to take these shoes off, slip them off, and smear them all along the breast of her wedding dress as an act of rebellion for her getting married to Simon. Do you know what I mean? Fuck you, Simon. By the way, like, I'm people need to relax. And it also made me think, though, why is it with dog poo when you do stand on dog poo? How it's the only thing that you stand on where you feel like it's appropriate to take your shoe off and sort of hop on one foot whilst bringing the other shoe closer to your face to confirm that it is in fact dog poo. You wouldn't you wouldn't stand on like a banana and go, oh yeah, hold on one sec, lads, just, I'm just going to lean up against this wall now. Take that shoe, up. yeah, no, yeah, no. It's guys, it's definitely a banana. It's definitely a banana. Like you don't do that with anything else only dog poo, and also people act, people, oh, disgusting, Mark, oh, that's just, you're real, you've let the team down, guys, it was an accident, it's a little bit of, sh- bit of shit on my shoe, I can wipe it off from the grass, everything is fine, things are going to be, relax, oh, no, we'll, we'll just head home now, we'll head home from the walk, and you you should have seen, look, oh, look, it's everywhere, oh, it's coming up to, it's, I stood in shit, relax, it's not that big a deal, like. do you know what I mean, oh, now, don't bring those into the house. Don't, whatever you do, we're having people over for dinner. What do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to go into the kitchen, right? Find the turkey you have in the fridge and rub it all up and actually shove it into its giblets. I'm going to get some lube, loosen up the hole in the back of the turkey's crown, and then shove my Reebok right into it just so Auntie Noola can get that serious scent of canine cack whenever she's over for dinner later on. This is absolute madness. Oh, look, you can probably ascertain by now that I have not had an incredible weekend. It hasn't been a billboard time. I knew that at the beginning, I knew on Friday morning, I was going to have three days to myself. I've spent a lot of time, all my time, in this apartment, all alone, in solitude. And prior to the weekend, I thought, well, this is great. I can really catch up on myself. I can finally have 72 hours to just engage in all of my hobbies. And then I realised, actually, I don't have very many hobbies. Once you actually take out socialising from my life... It just resulted in me sitting on the couch with white knuckles in a vice like grip on the armchair, wondering, what am I? Who am I? And how am I? So, I did what most single men in their 30s, 30, just still 30, both in our 30s, I did what most single men would do, and I went down to get myself dinner on Friday night from the supermarket, okay? I thought I'd treat myself and I'd go to M&S. I went to M&S, and I got myself a frozen lasagna, I know what you're thinking. What a howler of a decision. A frozen lasagna is the worst decision. If you're going down the sort of depressing route of microwavable meals, a lasagna is the worst shout because there's no way of heating it properly. There's no way of heating this thing properly. You've got like cold minced sandwiched between layers of molten hot synthetic cheese, right? It is the worst, it is the worst decision ever. And I even thought, by the way, I didn't even microwave it this time. I put it in the oven because I had time stretched out before me and I just said, why not put it in the oven? let's go, I'll I'll do the nicer, the high-end version of a microwavable meal, so I got the oven version, put it in the oven, I'm occasionally good at putting things in the oven, (laughs) ha ha, or cringe, nevertheless, um, I put it in the oven, and then about halfway through, I did the thing, and we all do it, and you're lying if you say you don't, when you get a frozen lasagna, there's no way of really gauging how hot or cold it is, by getting your finger right into the middle, swirling it around, and if it burns, you should be okay, so I got the lasagna, ate it, uh, burnt the roof of my mouth. Sweet suffering Jesus, it is the hottest thing I've ever eaten in my life. A human being is simply not designed to withstand the temperature of the chairs that they put in these uh, microwavable lasagnas. And I actually nearly started choking because it was so hot. Like, you know the way usually if you bite something hot, right? You just get away with (laughs) that... (laughs) like sort of, you know, borderline pornographic fellatio sounding, (laughs) like you just do that for a little bit and everybody around you goes, oh, hot, is it? Was it hot? No, mother. No, it wasn't hot. (laughs) You know what I mean? And that's what you usually get away with. But when you're by yourself, you can lean into the experience and you can really, like, I honestly, I hit the deck. Like, I I nearly choked it out because basically the bit of the cheese on the lasagna got stuck to the roof of my mouth. So it was horrendous. Like I fell to my knees. It was like a movie scene. I was grabbing onto things on the wall and I dropped to my knees. It was horrendous. It was mortifying. I'm too old for this. I'm I'm 30 years of age. I am 30 years of age. Only a few hours ago, I was standing by the fridge eating ham out of the packet. Life was good. And now I'm effectively doing the worm on my living room floor on a Friday night thinking this is how I'm going to go. But let's rewind the clock. Excuse me. Let's rewind the clock. To an hour or two before, and when I was in an M and S, has this happened to anybody else? Right, buying. I'm not somebody who finds it weird to go out and eat in restaurants alone or go to the cinema alone. I've said this for years. I think everybody should do more activities by themselves. Uh, life is better lived uh, alone. Um, but so I've, I've no problem or shame in um, in in doing things like that solitary. But when I got to the counter in M and S with my meal for one, right. The woman was sneering at me, and maybe that was just my perception, but I could feel her sneering at me, and all I knew that she was thinking was, this is a guy who's probably going to watch a lot of pornography tonight, you know, that's what her eyes were saying, that's what her eyes were saying, and you know, she was dead right, she was dead right, because what does a middle age, what does, am I middle age? Is 30 middle age? I don't know, but what does a, what does a guy my age do who doesn't have hobbies who's staying in on a Friday evening? Realistically, what does he do? You go to the fridge, eat ham from the packet, as discussed. You sit down, you eat your dinner, you know, you're sort of trying to fill up your evening with all of these little miniature events, which effectively just sort of space out the time before it's appropriate uh, to go back and watch more pornography. But I knew that she knew. She knew, I knew that she knew, and she knew that I knew that she knew. I may as well have given the cashier the password to my laptop and just mainlined the humiliation by letting her look at my internet history, because she knew. She knew entirely. By the way, nothing says I am wanking like buying a frozen laptop lasagna. And it obviously didn't end well because the roof of my mouth is still scalded after eating that cheese that was hotter than the socks of Icarus. Okay. Another element of frustration I had though with this whole little interaction with her. I got a a couple of bits along with my meal for one. Um, I also got some, so I got a couple of those, you know, those magazines that I read out in the Patreon, like Woman's Weekly and stuff. I got two copies of that. Okay. To put in the baby roast next week. And I also then wanted to get some painkillers just to have in the house. Not in a glum way, but just to have sort of stocked up. Because we've got like a little drawer that's like the, the medicine drawer. I don't know why we call it the medicine drawer. It's literally got like shampoos we've stolen from hotels. A toothbrush that still smells like cloves. Because I got clove oil the last time I had a toothache. Uh, a Dirty roll-on. Nevertheless, we didn't have any uh, painkillers, so I thought I'd get it. So I got two packs of uh, paracetamol. She was like, sorry, uh, won't be able to sell you those. Why? Well, it's just a safety thing. Oh, like for the love of... Do you think if I was going to do something terrible, right, to myself, that I would honestly be buying a lasagna for one a couple of copies of Women's Weekly, and of course, the 48 paracetamol. This is absolutely mental. So anyway, I got back and started watching the pornography. And can we just, I'm not going to go labour over the pornography, but I was watching the pornography, right? And you know those ads that come up, everybody that, wa- that listens to this, I'm assuming has at some point in their life watched uh, pornography. Um, one of those ads came up before the video started, and the voiceover kicked in and it said, Are you alone? Have you ever heard a more stupid question in your whole entire life? As I'm lying there in bed with lasagna stains on my lips, right? And this video comes on and it says, are you alone? No. No, I'm not alone actually. I'm in bed here beside Mrs. Rose and Emily Ratachewski, but I've op- I've opted for ex-hamster on a Friday night instead. I've opted to watch a video of some Slovakian taxi driver who inexplicably only lets his fares play, pay in hand jobs. I've opted for that instead. This is absolutely outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> So much for listening to the Sunday roast. Really appreciate it, guys. Hope you're all doing very, very well. Really looking forward to doing this interview series. If you have any ideas as to who you would like me to interview or the types of interviews you would like me to do, let me know. I'm trying to go for something that's not super sensationalist. But at the same time, the opportunity to interview my own foot pervert is something that uh, I feel like an opportunity that shouldn't be missed. But thank you all so much for the support. Yeah, send me a message on Instagram at Megan Mark if you have any suggestions for future roasts and or how you'd like the interview series to be done. Potentially going to be announcing something very, very cool very, very soon. I hate dangling that carrot, but I have to do it please consider uh, subscribing to the Patreon, patreon patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. It would make uh, the world a difference and it would really help me continue releasing the show every week along with you getting some bonus material on the Patreon. Furthermore, if you could leave a review of the podcast wherever you listen to the podcast, that would also be greatly appreciated. Right, that's enough of me asking you for favours. Guys, I hope you're doing well. Mind yourselves this week and take... Oh, having a stroke. Take care of yourselves. All the best. I'm e